Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's, a, it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. It's the smart thing to do is to stay in the background for this. But then again, you give up a bit of power. If you're not willing to own your work, I think that's one of the things I'm aware of as well, is if you just wanted to be a writer, you know, it's easy for someone who is talented as well to come in and say, no, I want this, I want that. A director to get involved. And if you're a writer and you're the talent, like Ricky Gervais, for example, The Office, he could dictate how it was and no one could say anything. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Balancing Acts. In this conversation, I talk to comedian and writer Amir Khan. Hi, this is Steve Whiteley, comedian, actor, filmmaker and writer, all-round ADHD creative. And welcome to my new podcast, Balancing Acts, where I talk to an array of creatives ranging from comedians, actors, directors, all sorts. And we talk about how they find a sense of balance or not between their creative lives and their everyday lives and how that has an impact on their mental health and beyond. Balancing Acts is now made in association with The Comedy Crowd, who are a website and community that support independent comedy creators such as myself. I have a Comedy Crowd short, which is a a two-minute video, one of my characters on their website. They showcase the best new videos on Comedy Crowd TV, which is comedycrowdtv.com, and across media platforms, so do go and check them out. Amir is one of my favourite comedians. I first saw him perform at the Edinburgh Fringe Festival. I think it was about 2014 or 15. And I was just like, who is this dude? He is fucking funny. Amir has been in loads of finals, stand-up finals. So You Think You're Funny, Leicester Square New Comedian, BBC New Comedy Awards, and the English Comedian of the Year before winning the title of the Piccadilly Comedy Club's New Comedian Award. He's also a writer. I think his style of of comedy is just very original. He's a very funny storyteller uh, with a unique style. So it was great to sit down and talk to Amir about all manner of things, such as his songwriting ambitions, which is something I didn't know about, but we talk about that. In terms of his stand-up comedy career, I find it really fascinating how Amir kind of got to a certain point and um, from my perspective anyway there was sort of you know a fair bit of industry buzz about him whatever that means but you know there was people in the industry who were interesting in Amir uh, in various facets and he just decided to take a step back and I guess yeah really sort of wind down from gigging regularly you know three four times a week he still MCs at the stand-up club in Piccadilly but yeah, we discussed that whole process and why he, he arrived at that point. We also talk about the struggles of, of writing every day and trying to balance that out while, while having a full-time job. We talk about his thoughts on fame and why it doesn't appeal, how important it is to have collaborators around you whose instincts you respect and trust, and lots more. So without further ado, over to Amir. Perfect. We were just saying before, when did we last see each other? About a year ago, ago. about a year ago, go. Yeah, no. You were go go. In London, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, wasn't it? You had the card, you got one of those cards where you get the deal, get the discount on some of the. Yeah, taste sp- card. Yeah, taste card. Yeah, yeah. That's it. Is it? Yeah. Yeah, we, used, card, we yeah. used it for Edge Diner. Yeah, I don't use that anymore, to be honest. No? Too good, too good to go now. <laughs> You're too good to go. No, there's something called too good to go. Oh, have you heard of it? <laughs> no, what's no, that? really good. So you, you get like a, a meal for like three pounds before they throw it away. 
A restaurant. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's, there's quite a few of those companies. Do. I yeah. think that's a really good idea. Test card is useless now, to be honest. So we literally cancelled my membership. Did you? Yeah, a few days ago. So what do you use that for? Which Where would you usually go to use Too Good To Go? Uh, Pools is good. Oh, yeah, the, the, the bakery one. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Itsu. Okay, all right. I think. Yeah, don't mind a bit of Itsu. Yeah. Where else in London? Oh, there's, there's like a Mexican place in London. Oaxaca. No, no, that's we've been there, haven't we? Have we? Did we for Kyle's birthday? Have oh, yeah, yeah, we did. We yeah, did, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, yeah. not there. Uh, it's a cafe, cafe something. Yeah. Okay. Nikon Garden. All right, I need to get me one of these. It's really good. And three quid? Yeah, so like it's three pounds, two pounds, fifty. You get like ten pounds worth of food for like three pounds, and you just pick it up. And it's just because. Sushi and things like that, they get rid of it at the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a few of those. I've, I've got one. Karma, there's one. There's an app. And then, is this an app? It was just a card. Cause there's no, a, it is an app, yeah. Yeah, because there's this app, uh, Karma, where um, local restaurants or cafes in the area, and I think it's all around London, but I know definitely around this area, if they've got leftovers, like the light starts flashing on the app and you can see what you can pick up for knockdown prices. Is that a big one then, Karma? Or is that just... Well, I, don't know. I mean, I don't know the scale of how big these apps are but um i've heard good things about it i've tried to, I, I haven't actually used it i haven't actually used it myself but i've got the app i've got so many apps where at the time it's, i just thought oh, yeah that's that sounds like a really good app i'll use that and then i've just never used yeah, it no yeah i've got I have you got a few yeah, of those i've got loads of that. i don't think I I, good too good to go is the only app i use to be honest. is that the only app i was going to say i you Pretty don't much. strike me as someone that is going to use your smartphone much and sm- no, I use a voice recorder now and again as well. What do you rec- well for, for jokes? <laughs> for songs, man. <laughs> what? What you mean? You record some... songs? Yeah, I think of some. <laughs> I think of some songs. Hold on, hold on. What? Hold on. I just think of some songs, and then you 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 think of the melodies yourself. Yeah, the melodies and like some words, and then I think, oh, that's, that's a good song, and then I just record it, and then what? What do you do with it? I got it. <laughs> my phone what I got it on my phone no I know but hold on so you come up with the ideas for the songs yourself right so you're walking mm. down the street you go and you start singing a song not necessarily down the street yeah yeah because I do Wherever. this yeah, yeah. but I didn't know this about you so my ego is massive so like I'll come up <laughs> I'll come up with a, with a song idea or something like that yeah and then just like a line up oh my god this is this, this could, is, this could be number one <laughs> this, this, could, this could be number I one I can't let this just disappear so then like, <laughs> I'll literally record it I think that's the most important thing I record, more than my stand-up or anything like that. More than your stand-up? More than comedy ideas, I record songs, yeah. What do you do with them? I've got them on my phone now. I know, I know. Yeah, oh, no, I don't do anything. I haven't done so you're just sitting there on your phone? I literally was thinking the other day I might go through them one day and then release an album. Would just, you? Just why not, yeah. What, would you go under uh, an alter ego? I think I might have to. No, I wouldn't be able to sing. I don't think so. I don't know. Can I, we... I'll probably get someone else singing and... Is there any chance of listening to a preview of one of the songs? <laughs> Come on, get it out. Oh, this is brilliant. This is gold. Hold on, let me see. Okay. And are the songs, are the songs comedy or are they... Why well, have you opened me up already? This is... <laughs> are the songs comedy or... No, but they're going to sound comedy, but they're from my heart. Okay, no, great. Oh, great. Look. Oh, no, this is terrible. No, 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 no. It's, it's, it's creativity. Yeah, it's a creative pursuit. I do the same thing. I do the same thing. If I have melodies... If I have melodies, they you know I will just get them down straight away because for me I think I'll oh, maybe I'll use that for like a wise bound melody or something like that or a topic for a, a poem or, or something along those lines. Yeah, but they're, they're, or characters, lots of characters I always record like well. comedy things. Yeah, um, some of the melodies. It's more, it's more they, embarrassing when it's from the heart. I think. Okay, uh, you don't have to play this now. Okay, it, I might not. Okay, that's fine. I can't find fine. it anyway. So. Okay, fine. Well. Um, you can send you can send it to me and then I'll um oh. I'll just add it in in the edit. I'd like to listen to one before I send it. Okay. Are you gonna? Are you playing it now? I'm just having a look at some With some of the title. Oh, at least uh, give it, give us a title of one. <laughs> Have you got a title? So one's called "Do You Want Tea," <laughs> and this is that's not comedy. It's not comedy. Okay, sorry, I shouldn't have laughed. Truly, bye bye. Yeah. Divorced on Lumley Road. Okay. And how much? Miss Moneybags. And and how much? How how many? More than friends. This is I tell you. Wow, you got like four, and you got an album as well. And and how much? How many? How much lyrics do you actually record, or is it more like it's like melody a chorus? Or, yeah, melody yeah, yeah. That's what I do. I do that as well. Yeah, yeah. Cool. They're, they're all different genres as well, though. Okay. Like, 
I, I, I don't let myself be defined by You're one chameleon. genre. You're a chameleon. That's where yeah, this I, that will be a theme of the album if okay. it ever does get released. Okay. It will be different. All right. Have you got any idea what you what name you'll go under? Have you thought about that at all? You must have. Well, if, if, if I'm if I'm going to be singing it, I'll use my name. No, if you're going to go for an alter ego, have we got a name? I wouldn't go alter ego. Oh, it's going to be your own name. <laughs> it will be. It would either be me or we'll get real singers. And you'll just be the songwriter, the brains. Yeah. Behind that's it. kind of cool to be the songwriter. That's oh, very it's very cool. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I did not know that about you. Yeah. No. I think I'm. I think I'm capable of anything. That's my problem. I think I can be... I literally, why, is, why, why is that a problem, though? Because it's just not true. <laughs> That's why. Give me some other examples. So when I was younger, I wanted to be a, a jockey. Okay. Even though I've never ridden a horse. Okay. I, I, I was sure I could be a jockey. Yeah, but that's, that's a kid's dream. Yeah, but I mean when I was like 20. <laughs> I, swear, I swear, I nearly, I nearly just decided to become a jockey and just. Did you actually? Yeah, I, I, I wanted to become a jockey. How far did you get to? I, um, fulfilling your dream. I think I messaged someone and asked them about how I want to get into this, and then I think I got distracted by comedy, and then yeah. So it was, okay. it was something I was seriously You're thinking about, thinking but about. then you know you can only do one thing at a time. Were you a massive fan of horse racing? Yeah. Right. Okay. Are you still? Yeah, not as much. But I like I like horses. Yeah, but uh, the horses or the racing. I like horses. Yeah, and I like horse racing. Well, um, uh, yeah, not so much as I've got older. Okay. When I was younger, I, I liked it a lot. I'm just learning. I'm just learning. How did you start you? I mean, okay. Um, what else? What other dreams did you think up that you attempted? Everything. Go on. Literally, that one time when I was yeah, I had this idea for a business where it was. T- Basically, um, so I was, <laughs> this is when I was younger. I was thinking you yeah. could, you could, uh, there's like an untapped sports market for babies. <laughs> so, so I had this idea for a business where I was going to kind of make like different shaped balls, but out of balloons, so okay. babies could use it, so they wouldn't need any strength. I like that. Do you know what I mean it's a good idea? So you could make like a little football for a baby, and they kick it and go fine. Yeah, it'd be like a balloon football. And okay, it wasn't maybe, on the market? Didn't exist? I just, I, I thought of it and then I thought, this is a million dollar idea. And then I just got distracted again by something else probably. Yeah. The horse racing? Horse racing, <laughs> probably, yeah. And then something else. Yeah, loads of things I kind of... I've had a lot as well. I'm too ambitious, to be honest. I, Are I, you? I'm, Does that apply to your comedy? What, too ambitious to the comedy? As in like, you are, you have high ambitions for your comedy career or when you started out did you have high ambitions like I was deluded definitely in what in what sense definitely everyone is though I don't like there's a video of me when I did my first gig and I did a joke and when I wrote it I thought I was going to get a round of applause (laughs) (laughs) and did you get nothing I got fucking nothing And and then I my reply was like sorry I paused for a round of applause because I've got <laughs> like a scripted applause yeah, in yeah, there. Yeah. Not everyone's like that, surely. I don't think everyone's that. Maybe they are. I think I'm particularly, you know, crazy in terms of I think too big. I don't think there's anything wrong with thinking too big. As long as you're all right. Yeah, as yeah. long as you're okay with the potential crash that comes with it. You know, I think it's, I think it's needed. Yeah, you've got to have the crash. If I, if I did have the crash. Yeah, but if I didn't, if imagine if I did get a round of applause there, my ego would be uncontrollable. True. If, it's, it's keeping me humble. The failures are keeping me humble. You know. Otherwise, I'd be out of control. Oh, the same. I think it's good. Yeah, no, I, I've, yeah, I've, I'm the same. I've had plenty of the failures and the yeah. rejections. I do think it is important. I uh, once had an idea, actually I think I was before my time, uh, selling healthy food at football clubs. And uh, I got chatting to a guy. That's a, that's a legitimate idea, though. That's yeah, a good this, idea. This was like 10 years ago. Yeah. And I got chatting to this chef who was making healthy sandwiches and smoothies at, at uh, my local gym. Mm. And so we decided to go in together and we'd uh, make these sandwiches and smoothies. And then I got in, I spoke to someone at West Ham Football Club. That's where my eyes are lighting up. I actually want to get in on this with you. <laughs> Why did you drop this? I shouldn't be revealing this, should I? My million dollar idea. I, I spoke to someone at West Ham Football Club and who was like the head of hospitality. And I said, look, I've got this, I'm, you know, blagging. I've got this company. We're doing like healthy food. I really like to test it out on the West Ham demographic. Yeah. Could we come in for a match day and give out free samples? And she said, yeah. 
uh, we're playing Man U in a couple of weeks. She said, yeah. So I went in with my mate. Me? No, I swear. My mate... Do you know like, why? It's because you've got a trustable face. You've got a face of an advert. Trustworthy face, really? Yeah, you got like a... But she didn't... Yeah, I mean, you've been the face, the face of an advert, yeah. She didn't see the face. She was, this was like over the phone. Oh, was it really? Yeah. This was before Skype and... I can't explain She was before Skype, but it wasn't FaceTime. You rang West Ham? I got through to the head of hospitality and I said I had this idea. I got like, yeah, I got like a brand, I've got a logo made and everything. I didn't send... Do you know what? I don't think I send her much though. We just spoke on the phone. She said, yeah, you can come in. So anyway, so I go in with my mate and first of all, I had to get up really early in the morning, meet the chef. The Mm. chef was overloaded. I'd got all the ingredients and he'd been like up all night making all... Making all the sandwiches. The chef? Someone I met him at the gym. He was making sandwiches. Oh, he's the same guy. Same guy. Yeah. So I picked up all the sandwiches from him. Was he an actual his... chef, or was he just some? Well, he was like a wheeler dealer. I don't think he was a wheeler dealer. Like he he, he made was... sandwiches. <laughs> he made sandwiches. <laughs> so I picked up all these, picked all these sandwiches, and I drove to West Ham. My mate came with me. I had all these smoothies, and I had my. The company I called it was Be Good. I didn't set up a company or anything. I just got the logo. Oh, look, that's a good name as well. Be Good. It was good, wasn't it? I think I pretty much ripped off uh, Innocence logo, Innocent Smoothies. It was oh, very right, similar. Yeah. It was like a smile on there. Anyway, so I, had, I was giving out all these smoothies and and uh, with it was like a questionnaire. Would you eat or or drink these again? These Ooh, smoothies? Were you giving it to the players? No, to all the to fans at halftime and oh. before the game. One guy, you know, but in hindsight, West Ham was probably the wrong demographic. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> So one, we had one guy, one one guy comes up, and this was actually this was actually a running theme. He's like, "What's happening, mate?" And I said, "No." Oh, he said, "He said I said it's a smoothie." Oh my God. He goes, "Got any alcohol in it?" And I said, "No." He goes, "No, nah, thanks." Oh no. So, it, but people did drink them and eat them. Uh, maybe out of politeness, or they just felt sorry That's for me. That's a bloody good idea. Thank you. Thank you. you. You just tried it out in West Ham, and then how's it? Then I stopped. Then you stopped. I just, I tried it then. I just, I don't know why I did. I just forgot about it. Like you were saying, I got distracted. Yeah. I got distracted. Damn. Yeah, but that is, don't you think that's the mind of a creative who are maybe straying to other areas that they possibly shouldn't be because they're deluded? I just, yeah, I just think egomaniac, really. Is yeah. Part of it is is just... it, it's also ambition. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. No, it's, it's good. It's definitely good to be ambitious. It's exciting, ain't it? Oh, sorry. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> It's I good just, to sorry, be I, just, I just, I told Amir to, I, how, how do I say that? I, uh, my hand was over my mouth. Yeah, and I, uh, you told me to not have my hand over my mouth. Without saying anything, but then you yeah. said sorry, so now I feel I have to say something. Oh, right, okay, Otherwise, yeah, yeah. would have got away with it. It's good to have, like, all these ambitions because you never get bored. That's what I, that's what I think anyway. Like, I never, like, if one, if one, if one of my, one of my career paths is failing, I'll just move to, you know, singer-songwriter. You exactly. Know, it's, it's literally like that. I, I very much just change if it's failing or if I'm getting bored of it or if whatever, I just move on to something else. So is comedy the one consistent thing that you've kept no, no, with? No, 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 no. Not all. What? You've, you've, had, you've got other side hustles that you keep... My singing is... <laughs> <laughs> all right, but the singing thing, that might happen in the future, but with a comedy... Singing is not really one of my things. No, no, no. Yeah. But comedy, you're out, you're out, you're doing the thing. You're out on the... Nah, oh, I hardly gig nowadays. You, yeah. Okay, so you've got a resident MC. You're, you're a resident MC. A stand-up club. Yeah, the stand-up club. I'm not necessarily the resident one. I just... You're I, there every Friday night, aren't you MCing? I, no, not necessarily. So oh. I'm help run it. Okay. And then I, I'll do a, a few spots and I'll MC now and again. Okay. All right, well, that aside, yeah. if you think about the overall... Our overarching career that you've had in comedy... Yeah, no. You've well, done how many... Three Edinburgh's. Yeah, but there was a period where that was my main focus, definitely. And but what, not what, for the last few years. Why is that? Because I kind of felt like I did it. Really? Do you a feel little, like that's it? You're done? No, no, I'm done. I feel like I, I did stand-up comedy. I, I, feel, I feel like I got good at it. And then I just got... Uh, I wanted to try other stuff. But didn't I think you, that's the main thing. But didn't your ambitions want you... Drive you to want to be like, you know, a really top comedian or, 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 or be at a certain place with your career or do you feel that's you achieved what you set out to do with it i think to get to that next level you'd have to kind of be doing it for like incessantly for another 10 years another 10 years on top because you started when in 2012 or Uh, before that i think 2012 was my first proper year yeah and you won won, didn't you you won you won a competition now didn't you and i think 2014 or 15 or you got to you were fine i've been in You've been yeah. a fair whack, haven't you? Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, to get to that next level of, you know, who are you talking about? 
the proper superstars, I think you need to kind of really recommit again for another, you need to do at least another five shows or something like that. And I was, I had too many other things I was interested in. Okay. But we first met, I think about five years ago, wasn't it? Edinburgh Fringe. Mm. Yeah. And you were on a, you were sharing a bill, weren't you? Mm. Yeah. And I, so I, I, you know, I came up to you often. I was like, mate, that was amazing. Did you speak to George? Because George was who was sharing a bill. Did you say, because well, George I, was really I confuse, good. Did I confuse you for George? <laughs> George was really good. George was good, but you have very different styles. Yeah, yeah, But you, yeah. You, you know, you had the audience captivated. And there was, yeah, there was a lot of buzz. And then the following year, when you did your first solo show, mm. that was rammed. When I was there, that was rammed. Yeah, no, I did all right. Yeah, I did all right. In Edinburgh. Yeah. You like, you know. I did, I did both sides of it. So I had it, I had it with George at the start of Edinburgh. We had no one come in and we were making cupcakes for free and trying to beg people in. I had the same thing. Yeah. And by the end, you'd, you'd pretty much sold out, right? Not because we were good. Because yeah. Liam Williams. You say that. No, so Liam, we, Williams, no, no, Liam, Liam was... Williams was on after you, wasn't he? Yeah. 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 But still, people didn't have to come and see the whole. No, they did. Really? They, like, they, he was that rammed that people had to come in to see us yeah. just to see him. Fine. Okay. But they had no choice. But, <laughs> they had no choice. But, but they could have seen the show and uh, watched in silence, but there was a lot of laughter in that we, show. We were good at warm-up acts, I think. Yeah. We, yeah. we, we did a good job. George you know, was good as you're well. You're being humble. You're being humble. It was, no, it was. It was, it was. There, was, there was a vibe in the room there. There was definitely a vibe I felt in the room. It was, And then you built on that and the following year... It was it was a great show. It was a great show. Oh, thanks. Yeah. yeah, but then you got... And then was it two years ago you were in the BBC... What was the competition of BBC? Was it... I don't know. Asian comedian? You oh, know? yeah. That one. That competition. Was, that was like TV... Just like the, Asian what? Network. Asian Network. Yeah. Okay. So they asked me to do something for that. And then, yeah, I did it. And then... See, for me, it fascinates me that you got to this point where, because I remember it was like in Edinburgh the following year, there was like people were asking about you and because me and you were writing that, um, we were writing something. Who was asking about me? Remember we were writing a short film or something together? What were we writing? Uh, oh yeah, no, the yeah, yeah. Uh, wedding, something to do with the wedding. Yeah, yeah, and I, I don't know who, some, some, man, some industry person I got talking to. You didn't tell me this. <laughs> I know, I think I directed them to you. They're like, oh, I heard you're Amir's writing partner or something. And I was like, and I told them about your show. But like, I sensed that people were interested in you. And it's just like, it fascinates me how, you know, you're at that point where it could feel like, oh, you're going to break through to the next level. Mm. And you decide, oh, no, I kind of feel like I'm done with it. Yeah, because I didn't, yeah, I didn't really see what was next. What was next? Like, it was either kind of just gigging all the time and doing more shows and being on the road forever and doing clubs up and down the country forever. That That's what you need to do to get to that next level in stand-up comedy. In TV comedy, you know, I didn't really get... Well, I got some opportunities, but, yeah, they didn't really keep coming. And then, yeah, I, I had other things that I wanted to do. And the last fringe experience wasn't... Um, wasn't as didn't it didn't necessarily go as well as you would hoped. No, it was really good. Oh, you oh, really? Yeah. Like that. The only thing was the money spent. I spent a lot of money on it, but I got a lot of money back. Why did I think that? I don't know why I thought that. I mean, I, I remember seeing it. It was great. I don't know why I thought that you. I think you thought that it, it was, was. I was a bit annoyed at yeah how much money I spent. Oh, is that what it was? Yeah. Right. Okay. And it was just a little bit because uh, yeah. I don't want to kind of moan about it, but I spent on like PR and things like that. And it was just that was a it. waste of money. Yeah. That was it. Yeah, that was it. And you know, what? also, I feel like, um, you know, we're not like young, you know, we're not, we, we're not, we're not, like, <laughs> we're not like, young anymore. No, but it's not like, it's like when you're at a certain age, you, I mean, obviously you think about money anyway all the time, but when you get to a certain age and you've got like other, I don't know, other commitments or you know, in a long-term relationship and you're thinking about the future yeah, and that no, kind of definitely. thing. Yeah, yeah, you, you, that You weigh all that up, don't you? I think that's part of it. So when you're, like, that's coming to the end of the stage where I could just be working part-time, you know, gigging all the time. Like, as soon as I had to kind of go full-time with my work because mm-hmm. of money, it kind of became hard to 
do full-time work and full-time comedy. Okay. You know, so, you know, I used to do part-time work and then part-time comedy. Yeah. You know, they they were equal. And are are you happy with, are you happy with the decision at the moment for you to be like... I'm not happy with how productive I've been, to be honest. In what sense? Because I've just not done as much as I want. In terms of replacing comedy with another creative outlet? Yeah. So I've kind of got, again, I've got loads of ideas. Steve, you don't even know. <laughs> I've got loads of these ideas, but like when you're working, you know, all day, and then, you you know, sometimes you're doing gigs now and again still, and you've got all these other ideas, it becomes hard to kind of just find a time to do it. Yeah. yeah. So I, I'm looking back, I should have been more productive, but... I don't know, I've had a good time, so... Don't yeah, but you're saying, like, looking back as if you were at the end of your life. <laughs> looking no, no, no. looking no, no, back, the last... I wish I'd be more productive. Like, yeah. you... All right, yeah, so you haven't been productive in that small period of time where you step back from doing stand-up. Mm. But I did step back to concentrate on other stuff, though. That's yeah. the thing with okay. comedy, where... Such other stuff being stuff like writing. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, 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 exactly, yeah, yeah. okay. So uh, that's the thing with comedy, is you're forced to work when you're in it. Because once you've booked that gig, you have to do it. Yes. Yeah. You have to be, you know what I mean? There's no way out of it. Whereas writing, you can think, you know what, I'll, I'll do the writing after match of the day. Yeah. But the pros are writing every day. Yeah. They're getting up, they're writing every day. Exactly. Yeah. It depends, but it's, it depends it's, what your priorities are and how much you want it, right? But that's what I mean. It's harder to do when you're working full time as well. When you've got that kind of... Yeah, but you can find the time. I could find a time, yeah. That's why I'm you disappointed. You get up an hour early. That's why I'm disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I'm disappointed, yeah. Hello, sorry to interrupt in the middle of this insightful conversation, which I'm enjoying, I'm sure, just as much as you are. But I need to give you guys a little reminder. Uh, if you like this conversation, this episode, if you like balancing acts in general, then please do subscribe to us, rate and review us because it makes the world of difference. And the more reviews we get, the more rates we get, the more people can discover the podcast and we can make it go viral, whatever that means. Okay, back to the chat. And do you, do you, do you want to be writing comedy or you're, or you're interested in other genres as well? Uh, not necessarily. Like comedy, yeah, elements of comedy, but it doesn't have to be... I get annoyed with comedy, to be honest. When what? I see comedy in films and stuff. Why do you get annoyed by it? Because it's so cheaply done. It just annoys me. Okay. It's like it's like a, an easy way to get an audience, it seems like, to me. What, get a quick laugh, you mean? Yeah. Like films like... um, What was that? Like a lot of superhero films, to be honest. You watch a lot of the what, you mean like films. Marvel, Marvel stuff? Yeah, they, that, a lot of them have like cheap comedy. That? Yeah, but that's they're not comedy per se, but are they? Lot, no, yeah, but it's not Family just them. It's just an example, yeah. But they have just, yeah, I just, I, I see it as like a gimmicky move a lot of writers do. Just put a bit of cheap comedy in and yeah. I generally don't like films that are trying to be funny. But I like funny films, if that okay. makes sense. So give me an example of a film that's not trying to be funny, but is funny. That you love. Like Wes Anderson films. I like Wes Anderson films. Yeah. They are trying to be funny, to be fair. They're sort of kooky. And... Yeah. But they're not like... They're not going for big laughs. Yeah. i tell you what I saw recently. Still, the writing is still good. Yeah. Have you seen Uncut Gems? Adam Sandler film. No. Which strangely, which strangely that... enough isn't a comedy. Yeah. But there are moments of real sort of black comedy in That's it. what I mean. Yeah. I like and that kind just, of film. it's just brilliant. Yeah. Brilliant, brilliant film. Uh, same with um, Parasite. You know, the South Korean film that won I wanted, the Oscars? Yeah, we're going to, me and my girlfriend watch that. You're in for a treat. Yeah. We don't want to know anything about it. No, I wouldn't say anything about it. Yeah. There's just some delightful comedy? comedic comedy. moments. Yeah. There's, delight, there's some really funny moments, but yeah. without without pushing for it, without trying really hard. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. That's what I mean. Yeah. yeah. I like it like that. But then, having said that, I loved uh, the likes of Anchorman and Blaze of Glory. And, you know, those yeah. like classic no, no, no. archetype US. Yeah, one of my favourite films is Dumb and Dumber. Yeah. Right, yeah. It's just, uh, as I've got older, I think, I've just... Your taste changed, didn't they? It's not even my taste changed, because I still enjoy... I still enjoy comedy. Yeah. It's just writing comedy, I just... I, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know what's going on with my writing, to be honest. I, tr- I try and go away from jokes, I think, which isn't a good sign for a comedy writer, I suppose. Not necessarily, because there's, there's different types of comedy writers, aren't there? Some people are gagsmiths, uh, other people... Uh, are storytellers, you know. Mm-hmm. There's... Yeah, I, I think uh, I'm more interested in a good story. 
in terms of trying to be a good writer in, with good stories. Yeah. As in like having a narrative, driving narrative, all that sort of stuff. <laughs> yeah. But the problem is if you're yeah. going to go for that kind of angle, you're yeah. going up against the best writers, really. Yeah, but you've got to start somewhere. No, because so what... I, what anyway, I you're, you're, no, 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 you've no. got loads of ambitions. You're going to be the best <laughs> writer. <laughs> but what I mean is, I probably, if I do make something, I probably will add some comedy into it so I'm not up against the best writers. There'll be, there'll be like a... I'll probably be like Marvel myself. I'll probably add some cheap jokes in just so I'm not, you know... Just to balance out the, the, yeah. the, the dramatic edge. Because it won't be good enough with just drama. I think that's what. No, it but is. I don't think I. I and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I think that it's got like a cop out tactic. No, I don't think that. I think inadvertently, you won't be able to help yourself but write something that is yeah. funny. Kind of, yeah, a little bit. That'll be that's where my natural instinct is. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, and your story. How do we get onto this? What were we talking about before? Well, because we were talking about you stepping back back from doing stand up and wanting to write instead, yeah. but don't feel like you've. Use that time wisely enough. Writing isn't the main enough. thing, though. Okay, so what, I mean, it is kind of. Like, what, what's the main thing? What would what, so a computer game? I wanted to make a computer game. You wanted to make a computer game, and also I wanted to start a business. Okay, well, let's start with a computer game. Yeah. <laughs> we don't. You don't. I mean, I don't know how far down the line with this. You don't have to talk too much about it. No. It's, so it's, wait. So what? Okay. So with these ideas, yeah, is it a case of you? You come up with the ideas. And then it's the execution of it that you find challenging in terms of like, because something like a computer game, as far as I know, and correct me if I'm wrong, mm. you didn't come from that background. You're not a designer or a developer. So you'd you'd have to pair up with someone who has that skill set, right? You'd think that. You oh, would think that. Oh, yeah. But I've kind of... <laughs> tell me, tell me. I'm a world-class, <laughs> no, no, world-class no. designer now. No, no, no. Or well, developer, I sorry. You're right. I don't, you're right to assume that... I don't have that background, yeah. Okay. No, I, I don't. But... Uh, there's like certain software that you can kind of just write a, a narrative-based game. Okay, so then so you would then take that. You take that into somebody else to to polish up or not? I don't know. It's okay. Just, yeah, not necessarily. Okay. Maybe. So what's stopping you doing that? No, I'm working on it. It's just a lot oh. of work. Okay, you're doing just, that at the moment. Is that the main project right now? That and then, and one of my other businesses, which I don't. You know, mogul. <laughs> what's one of the other businesses? You don't want to. Talk, you know what? Don't don't people, talk, no, no, don't yeah, talk about it. You don't have yeah. to talk about it. Um, okay, that's interesting. Yeah. So I'm kind of. Yeah, I'm caught up between a lot of different ideas and. So this for me um, can be. You know, it's, it, no, no. So it's it's definitely a theme that has emerged from you know having these conversations with different creatives. Mm. Is that we are you know. By nature, we're we're sort of enthusiastic people. We have an idea and we want to run off with that idea. And you might have loads of different ideas and it's trying to like filter the ideas and prioritize them and figure out where to focus your energy, which is which can be really challenging. Yeah, a little bit. I mean, the thing is, I don't I'm not sure about calling it us as in creatives, like defining us as creative. I think everyone's creative. Yeah. We're just yeah. we're just people who are, you know, got short attention spans or something. I think that's what it is. And we got, we need to do different things all the time. No, anyone, you're right. Anyone, it can be or is creative, Mm. but then it's the people with the, the the people then who decide to do something with that creativity. Egomaniacs with short attention span. (laughs) That's what I think it is. You've nailed it. That's what I think it is. You've nailed it. So that's basically the issue why we're running around trying to do a million different ideas at once because we're like, look at me. And like, oh, what did I just say? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. I think a little bit is, I think we've got bigger, bigger opinions of what we can do and we, we want to do everything. Well, that's, isn't that how, in, you know, if you want to make something of worth and get out there, in a way you've got to be like that, haven't you? Definitely, yeah. No, you do. I think that's what separates successful people in a way because I think I know a lot of people who would be better at comedy than I am. Yeah, but never got into it. I'm not saying I agree as in with with yeah, no, no, better no, than no. you, but I I feel the same in terms yeah. of people I know as well. A lot, a lot of people just that really funny people. Yeah, who just don't have that kind of idea that they would be good, and you or even think it's a possibility. Yeah, so I think that's the defining thing of any kind of success in like the, especially the creative industry. Maybe any success, I don't know, but definitely in in comedy, I think the first big hurdle is to think you can do it because the majority of people don't think they can do it. But that's fear, though, isn't it? A lot of that is fear. The the fear factor of getting out on stage and exposing yourself in a way. No, I think it's more than it's it's almost logical. I think it's like people are smart in in terms of 
thinking, wait a minute, this how many people on earth? Why, how good would I have to be to... It's almost illogical to think that I could be a champion jump, jump jockey. You know what I mean? It's, yeah, but not everyone would start off with the intention of, of wanting to be a professional comedian. Some people might be doing it because, oh, it's a confidence thing. You know, I want to be able to speak confidently in mm. front of people. Other people might do it as a bet. Other people be like, oh, I've got, I'm turning 30 and I've got a bucket list. It's not everyone who's like, oh, I, I'm... I think the, I might be wrong. And the majority of them, maybe I'm, you know, maybe I don't know what I'm talking about here. But I think the majority of the people who kind of step into it like that, don't stay in it. I agree. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. So the ones, it's the who, ones who really think they're going to be good who stay in. Yeah. Because like I've seen plenty of The ones of who do their first gig and uh, wait for an applause break. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was saying to uh, my girlfriend not longer, this is how bad I was when I first started. I used to, <laughs> so I used to do a really bad gig, like really like terrible. I like no one laugh, whatever. And then I'd go home and think, oh no, I should have done like this. should have done it. And then the next day on my way to the gig, I'd think to myself, there's a good chance I might get a sound innovation. I swear. <laughs> I swear. How, I, like, that is how, like, how new into it were you? Well, this is from the start. Okay. Yeah. Like, this is, <laughs> were you single at the time? Yeah, I was single yeah. ready to mingle. <laughs> That's the thing. Cause, well, because I feel like if you've got like a partner or something, yeah. <laughs> they can kind of anchor you a little bit. Maybe. And, and ground you in a bit of realism. If you've got no yeah, one, yeah. you're just in your head. You're just like, yeah, I'm, I'm the best. I thought, yeah. It, and, and it happened a lot. Like It happened, I would do really badly. <laughs> and then I'd go home thinking, oh, if I just change that one line... And then I, like, my optimism was like boundless. And then I'd go in really thinking the crowd are going to go wild. And it never did. But then I'd just go, oh, I just changed this and change it. Yeah. I don't know. I've never got a sound elevation. Have I got a sound elevation? No, I don't think I have. Oh, I've got one person. One person gave me a sound elevation once, if that counts. Look, I, I thought the gig was really good. I just felt like I had to. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, when, I, when I first started, I had anger issues. Like um, if I noticed... An audience member just looking really um, stone faced. Mm. I get like really angry, and why I, do people, why, why do comedians get angry at that kind of stuff? I just I, I well, just, when people look angry at you, it, if, if an audience member was sort of like had their, had their arms crossed yeah. and was sort of like really you know trying the best to give off a vibe of like I'm really not enjoying yeah. this, like I would I would get angry at first. It didn't that didn't last long. Yeah, but I, I like. Yeah, I, and, and it would distract me sometimes. Like, there was times where I nearly came close to just like interrupting the set to address them, and I, was like, <laughs> I never did. I, I never did that. I did. Um, I did though. How and, angry and, would someone have to look for you to be? No, sort of like, like you, you can. Some people you could, but the thing is, what I have learned over time is that people's faces don't necessarily represent or reflect what they're thinking. Yeah, exactly. Some yeah. people just aren't smilers or laughers, and. I've had it before where someone like that has then come after and come up to me after and go, oh, I really enjoyed that. Yeah, no, I've like, had that. Either. Did you? <laughs> yeah, no. That's what I mean. I don't understand why people get upset with people looking tired or angry. And Well, that's... It's, it's, it's about yourself. I really don't know what the other person's it, thinking. Yeah. That's more a reflection of where you're at, right? Mm. I must have been an angry person at the time yeah, yeah. for oh, me to yeah. feel that. Maybe. I don't know. So I think, like, you think you know, when you were sort of knee-deep in the comedy... You, although you say that you were sort of like, you know, deluded or ambitious, etc. Mm. I've always found you to be very grounded and never really sort of like get carried away. And also because you've been in a long-term relationship, like I reckon that sort of keeps you, I don't know, you just seem like, it always seemed very like calm and measured. Would you agree with that? Maybe, yeah, maybe. I feel, yeah, I feel like I am kind of... Have you always been that for, way? Thanks for noticing. <laughs> <laughs> Have you always been like that? Not, not necessarily. Not when I was younger. I think I was a lot more, a lot more jokey. To be honest, I used to joke a lot more. Banter, not banter. <laughs> <laughs> but I used to, I used to get bored, so I used to make a lot more jokes, and yeah, so I used to be a bit more comical. And then, did that, did that subside or subdue once you started doing stand up? Definitely, yeah. I found the same. Definitely. Because you've got this outlet now, so you don't need to be the centre of attention, right? Or you no, don't do you know what it clown. is? Do you know what it is? It's because I see so many comedians needing to be the centre of attention. <laughs> I realise how, like, disgusting it is. <laughs> 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 and I think, oh, no, is that what I was for all these years? So yeah. I just kind of, I think it dimmed down because of that. 
I found that when I used to do improv, you know, I'd float in and out of the improv scene before I did stand up. One of the things I found quite challenging was that afterwards, if you go for a drink, mm. everyone would still be in improv mode and they started like playing out yeah. scenes over a drink. And I was yeah. like, can we not just have a chat? Yeah, that's what, yeah. And just like talk like normally. <laughs> that's what, I think it was the, do you know what the comedy collective? You, yeah, yeah like, the Facebook group. Yeah, it was seeing, like, someone would just ask a normal question, like, oh, do you know, do you know, do you know, gig to, have you ever kind of followed that chat? Insecure comedian would just jump on Lame. with, like, a lame joke. It's yeah. like, oh, shit, I was just about to do that lame joke. Yeah. And then you realise you're like... Or oh, God forbid someone, someone who may, maybe doesn't know the industry or something, posts something in there that, I don't know, I saw one the other day about a teacher saying... Oh, we're looking for some comedians to perform at school. Mm. Can only pay you in tea and cake or something like that. Mm. And okay, you know, it's maybe they should offer a fee, etc. But it wasn't. They didn't feel like it was coming from like a bad place. Mm. And you had all these comedians pile on, you know, saying, "Oh, would if I was a doctor and you know, you yeah. asked me to come up, would I? Would you know? Would 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 I get paid in tea and cake? Yeah. Which I can understand to a certain degree, but also. Yeah, there can be a lot of... It can get pretty heated very quickly in that. But also, like, when you're starting, just you're not good enough to get paid, are you? And these comedy yeah. nights aren't necessarily making money either. Yeah, so what do you want? Yeah. Really, you want an audience. That's for you. You're not doing it... You're not doing it for them. You're doing it for you to get better, so... And having an audience at the beginning is a luxury. Exactly. So, I don't know. I don't know what people moan about. People want to find things to moan about, don't they? Don't do it if you don't want to do it. Like you, you're done. He's <laughs> exactly. retired. Become a, He's retired. Become so. I, I just feel. I feel. In you might think I'm wrong. I feel you're not done yet. I think you'll you'll, you'll go back into it at some point. Well, I do. Yeah, I still. Well, you, yeah. Well, I, yeah. when people ask me, I still do it. So I'm not okay. Yeah, you're not. Out, you know I mean? You're not out of the game. You're not Michael Corley. You're, basically, you are Michael Corley. I kind of did you. announce my retirement to a couple of people. I did say like. Did you a do few a Facebook post? No. I said, do you know what? I tested the waters. I said to a couple of people, "This is me done." I remember my last gig that like, in my mind it was my last gig I couldn't be bothered to it was emotional no, it weren't emotional but I did wonder whether it should have been because I did really well in it so like in my mind beforehand I was thinking I can't bother to do this anymore and then right. I did it and I was really it was a really good one yeah. and then I was thinking oh, maybe it shouldn't be but so you announced your retirement you came back in so basically did a Jay-Z kind of yeah. yeah yeah. so when you told but people, I only announced it to, 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 to the guy giving me a lift to the station <laughs> <laughs> Fucking uh, comedy industry announcement, yeah. Okay, so I it wasn't said, like, did you not say it to like comedian mates of yours that you were going to... Well, I remember you telling maybe me... Maybe I said it to you or maybe like a couple of people I said, hey, I'm not really gigging anymore. Or, yeah. 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 Yeah, I do remember thinking, I was a bit shocked when you told me. Yeah. I do, I wasn't expecting that. But then at the same time, I'm sh- I do remember thinking, oh, I had a lot of respect for it because you were just like, you just like, you knew in a way, you were just like, yeah, no, this is what I want to do. Hmm. It wasn't like, you didn't seem like really torn by the idea. Okay, yeah, you are gigging now, but you're not like, like you say, you're not hammering away. You're not doing three, four gigs a week, but you seem quite content doing what you're doing at the moment. Take aside the fact that you say you're not being as productive as you'd like, but I can imagine for a lot of people, you know, just sort of play on, I don't know, just play in your mind. Oh, I've arranged the wrong, you know, should I be doing more gigs or all that sort of stuff, you know? Yeah, like, but what am I? What am I missing out on, really? I don't know. Why are you missing out? Potentially, like best case scenario, you, you know, be on TV maybe, and you don't you care know. about that, do you? Well, it's kind of, I, I, yeah, I wouldn't really want that in a way because of because it's just a load of rubbish. You know what the fame aspect you mean? Yeah, everything like that. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't appeal at all. No, no. I mean the money appeals. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's not... I, 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 I don't see the appeal in people knowing, feeling like they know you. Yeah. yeah. It's not going to... That's why I kind of went into writing. It's not going to bring happiness, is it? Huh? Yeah, that's why I kind of went into writing, because I think writing, you kind of stay in the background and... And you get to be creative. Video game designer, song singer-songwriter. Maybe not the singer-songwriter, but... Yeah. Hey, mate, you've got to dream big. Songwriter, yeah. It's. I think it's... It's the smart thing to do is to stay in the background some minutes. But then again, you give up a bit of power if you're not willing to own your work. I think that's one of the things I'm aware of as well, is if you just wanted to be a writer, you know, it's easy for someone who is talent as well to come in and say, no, I want this, I want that. A director to get involved. And if you're a writer and you're the talent, like Ricky Gervais, for example, The Office, he could dictate how it was and no one could say anything. 
Yeah. So I don't know. I think really the best way to do it is to make your own stuff. Like, yeah. Yeah. Not have a boss. Yeah, but that's got you. But doing that, you've got to start somewhere, haven't you? You've got to write to make your own stuff, or you, or you, or you partner up with writers, mm. and and you're the creator, the ideas guy. All right, this is a, this is what is going to be about. This is the story, and then just work with a couple, work with a writer, or I don't know, or a couple of writers. Well, in America, it's a different ball game. Obviously, if it's TV, they've got huge budgets, but they've got a massive writers' room. Where over here, it could just be like one writer two writers and i think it's changing a little bit but but obviously that's i'm obviously talking about a stage where you've actually got something commissioned or in development yeah and we're talking about a stage before that at the moment in order to get to that stage i think the smartest thing to do really is to get people around you you trust and who are talented and work with them but that's not that's not what i do <laughs> yeah but that's the best way to do it if you want to be successful yeah i don't really i'm not really I want to make things that I, I like. That's the most important thing. Yeah, I mean, which makes complete sense. Mm. So what are your outside of the creative stuff? Yeah. What, what do you do? What's your downtime? What's your downtime consist of? Not talking about the games or, or the writing. What do you do to unwind and relax? Watch films, go on holidays, watch sports. What's your sports of choice? Apart from horse racing? Football, boxing, okay. UFC. You did Thai boxing, didn't you? Or I, yeah, I did, yeah. I never knew that. And box. I used to box and Thai box. Yeah. Yeah, I lived and trained in a Thai boxing camp in uh, Chiang Mai in Thailand. For how long? Yeah, like a couple of months or something like that. Maybe less than that. I was training for a fight and uh, I started, I bumped, I had no idea the guy was there, but I bumped into a guy there in his training camp of all mm. places in this, <laughs> near this jungle in the mountains who ended up, who actually grew up down the road from me, mm. Kolonika. And we started sparring together. And I've been, I've been training every day. We were like running up a mountain. It wasn't a mountain, but it was like a very steep hill. <laughs> Barefoot, like six in the morning every day. And then you train for four hours. You know, I was in good shape. Mm. And then I, I sparred with him and he, he cracked my rib. Of all the people to do it, rather than in like a local fighter, it was Kolonika, who I grew up with down the road from me in Edgware. And so rather than, I couldn't fight. So I ended up leaving the camp and uh, going to uh, one of the islands in Thailand and just like, partied and got pissed <laughs> and like undid any of the good work I've done over the previous yeah. previous time. I did have a charity white collar fight, a boxing fight. Oh you did? Yeah I did that. I did when that. When was that? That was about ten years ago at York Hall in Bethnal Green. Alright, yeah. That was How did quality. That it was quality. Well they don't they didn't announce a winner because it was for charity, but yeah. in my mind I definitely yeah, yeah. Uh, on points. I think it's good it's like there's something about it, it's a good discipline to do. I just think if you're trying to get fit, why not learn something at the same time? Rather than just yeah. doing weights and things like that, why yeah. don't you do something that's going to be technically, you know, of benefit to you? Yeah. Like lifting weights doesn't really give you any benefit. So why don't you just do something? Yeah. yeah it's just his vanity, isn't it, more than anything else? And also, you think you'd, you'd actually maybe push yourself harder doing things like that. Yeah. Because there's the competitive edge. Yeah. 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 Okay. So I'm going to wrap this up uh, by asking a question I ask all guests that come onto the podcast. What does the idea of balance mean to you? Or not? No, well, I think, yeah, it's just ba balance is about getting the balance right. It's just, it's what it says on the tin. There we go. All right, mate. Good chatting to you. Cool. Thank you. Perfect. So there we have it. That was Amir Koshta Khan. If you think he was quietly spoken on the podcast, which, you know, he was to a certain degree, you should go and see him perform on stage. First, you should go and see him because he's very, very funny, but also his style is quite... Yeah, it's it's quiet. He's quietly spoken, but he is devastating in terms of bringing the lulls. Bringing the lulls. All right, don't want to big him up too much. Don't want to give him a big head. But that's the thing about me. He's not the sort of guy that would get a big head. I'm sure that I'm sure that came across in that chat. He's very he's very grounded and he's very logical. Like uh, the, the part of the conversation when I think we're talking about you know why people don't necessarily follow their creative dream or whatever. And I was saying it might be our fear. But he was saying, you know, from a logical perspective, when you analyze and you take into account how many people or how many people you'd be up against, then you can see why they wouldn't do it. Sort of taking a much more analytical approach to decide whether or not to pursue something, which is the complete opposite of what someone like me would do. It'd just be like, yeah, I'm going to try this. I'm going to do it. Just purely out of instinct. There'd be no, no, thought, pro no thought process there whatsoever. So 
Anyway, that's Amir Koshtakan. If anyone's looking for a good documentary, I recently watched Jiro Dreams of Sushi. It was on Netflix, it's not anymore, so I had to watch it on Amazon Prime. I loved it because, for me, it was a great example of someone who has clearly mastered their craft through consistency, endurance, and the pursuit of perfection. And there's also this lovely, lovely relationship between him and his sons. Definitely worth a watch, just for the mouth-watering sushi alone. Okay, that is all from me. I hope you enjoyed this conversation. And as always, do please rate and review it. Oh, the other thing I was going to say is if you have any feedback haven't asked this before but if you've got any feedback on the podcast if there's anything you are particularly liking and want more of or not enjoying then do feel free to let me know you can email an off keyword a n for november o foxtrot foxtrot k-e-y world at gmail.com and you can let me know your your feedback or if there's anything you want more of or anything you think i should be focusing on that i'm not or if you feel like I ramble on too much, then, you know, feel free. I mean, my mum tells me that all the time, but you're more than welcome to to point that out as well. So, uh, yeah, any feedback at all is, is, is welcomed. Okay, that's all for me. And until next time, have a good one. Balancing Acts is now made in association with the Comedy Crowd, who are a website and community that support independent comedy creators such as myself. I have a comedy crowd short, which is a a two-minute video, one of my characters on their website. They showcase the best new videos on Comedy Crowd TV, which is comedycrowdtv.com, and across media platforms, so do go and check them out. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. <laughs> 